0: Good morning, beautiful. I know it's gonna be. A good morning, beautiful. When you wake up with me, it's gonna be a good morning, beautiful. Da-da-da. Hi, I'm Kevin Pankers and I'm Donna Carter and you're listening to Grow on the Go and I'm sweaty. Thank you You're for welcome. that. You're I'm welcome. so happy to hear it's that. It's very warm. I'm <laughs> always warm, though. No, but it gets super muggy in our yeah. little blanket for it here. I also have a tendency to run hot. You and my sister, being the teeny tiny skinny minis that you are, run real cold. Well,. And have the lowest blood pressure in the world. You're practically dead.
1: (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Sometimes they take my blood pressure twice because they're pretty sure they made a mistake the first time. And you're like, no, that's right. No, that's true. I mean, I can hold my head up, but barely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to, um, when I worked in radio, there was a period of time where
1: we had sort of still work in radio. Just saying.
0: Uh, when I worked directly in radio, not okay. in marketing in general.
1: No, I'm um, saying we're on the oh, air. Oh, yeah, I
0: guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but, but uh, before we started recording, um, I I reminded Mum of a story where she said something kind of ditzy. And Mum goes, I'm such a space cadet. And I, too, clearly am such a space cadet. Oh. I'm such a ditz. I'm real smart, but I'm also real stupid at the same time.
1: <laughs> I can be both. I can be both. Like, you know, you can Come by that genetically, I'm pretty sure, and it's not your dad's fault. My cousin is not dissimilar from that
0: either. No, that's true. She's she really is. A bit of a She is such a delightful dish. <laughs> she's so smart. She like she's not unintelligent. No, not and at she all. is the nicest girl in the world and she's so talented and she's beautiful and she does the dumbest stuff sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it great that, you know, everybody has room to improve? Oh yes. Well, and <laughs> you know. Well, God didn't make anybody perfect, thank goodness. Um,
1: wow. Anyway. Actually, theologically, I'd have to challenge that. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, anybody mean, who's all g- all human and
1: no God.
0: Okay. Anyway, um, I was going to say something else that was at least, like, vaguely related to hmm. this, but it's gone. Well, jump in if it comes back. Sh- I, you know I will. Uh, it's true. I do know this about you.
1: <laughs> So, just a warning, I feel like I might have to sneeze in the near future, and I don't know when it's going to come, so... (laughs) And we might not edit it out. We might. We might not. So, so
0: there's that to look forward to. Do me a favor, if you do sneeze, sneeze like that way, not into the mic and me. Uh, True. Because we are facing each other. We
1: are, and COVID is still a thing.
0: Yeah, I hope you don't have COVID. No, I don't. Well, I don't think
1: I do. I guess nobody, I guess people don't think they do. Yeah, yeah. They're spreading (laughs) in the world. Um, I want to talk about um, church. Oh, okay. I really miss going to church. church. Haven't really noticed a difference.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The joke here being that I, and I'm not saying this is good. I, I'm I'm pretty bad for not going to church. Not because I don't like church or see the value in church, but because I'm very lazy and I'm very introverted and I would much rather just stay home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's well, not a good reason not
1: to go. Well, you know, when I started um, working on this podcast, um, I thought it was going to take me in an entirely different direction. But mm. really what it ended up being for me was why do Christians need to go to church? Mm-hmm. Um and I I like going to church normally and it's not about the teaching for me because I know how to study the Bible for myself. Yeah. And I've been doing it for a really long time and so to be Really honest and not arrogant, I don't think. There aren't that many sermons that really make the light bulbs go off for me, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's a good reminder, but it's not new information most of the time.
0: We also, for a good chunk of our church-going lives, certainly mine and a good chunk of your adult church-going life, were kind of spoiled. Uh, like, most pastors, preachers in general, have different styles of preaching, We, for years, were kind of used to a preaching style that was heavy into, like, the academia and translations and, like, the cultural ramifications of things. So not taking text at face value, but really, really going deep into it. And the
1: thing is, I know our pastor now is perfectly capable of of doing that, but he realizes that the spiritual maturity of our congregation... Um, require something different. Yes. Right? Yes. And And, and that's important as well. That's totally legit. Um, So, But I'm just saying that for me, to learn is not why I go to church. Mm -hmm. I go to church because I love worshiping God in community and Mm -hmm. the celebration of the community together worshiping God. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so for me, it's about connecting with the body of Christ Um, It'll be really interesting to see at the end of the pandemic who goes back to church. Um, Will there be way more people because they've really missed the gathering? Or will it be way less people because people really like going to church in their pajamas and having real wine for communion? (laughs) I mean, could be. I don't know. But even before the pandemic, church attendance was dropping off all over North America. A lot of people who used to go to church every Sunday, sometimes twice, don't go anymore. At least not nearly as often. Well, and, and sometimes twice. That was almost a generational.
0: Like, Dad always said, like every, the second the church doors were open, oh. his family was there. Oh, and so was mine. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah I thought so. I just I'd never heard oh, yeah, you say it for sure. Um, but statistics say right now that people who consider themselves regular church attenders actually only attend once or twice a month. Oh, interesting. Whereas in you know thirty, forty years ago. Um, it would have been, oh, you know, at least once a week kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. So, can you be a Christian without going to church? Absolutely. But there are problems with that, both theological problems and practical problems. So, let's first look quickly at the theological one. Jesus is absolutely committed to his church. In Matthew 16, 18, it's recorded that he said, and this is um, my own paraphrase, but, I will build my church— And the gates of hell won't be able to stand against it. In other scriptures, the church of Jesus is called his bride, the bride of Christ. Jesus is as committed to us as a husband who deeply loves his wife is committed to her. And the song that comes to my mind right now is, I would walk. Ten thousand miles, and I could walk ten thousand miles. <laughs> the lyrics are all wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> just to be the man who walked ten thousand miles, to fall down at your door. I was getting too You up went up reading. an octave? I there know, was a I lot happening there. It's I an original to. arrangement. <laughs> that's what it is. Anyway, I mean, that's just an expression of commitment, right? Yep. Um you know, Jesus came much further than 10,000 miles. <laughs> yeah. Would you read that scripture in—oh, um, you don't have it, I don't think. I don't have it in front okay. of me. That's uh, fine. But Philippians 2, uh, starting in, I think, verse 6 says, Though he was God, meaning Jesus, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So, that's pretty incredible commitment. Jesus is very committed to his bride. And what I'm saying is that you can be a Christian without going to church, but you can't be a fully, fully committed to Jesus without being fully committed to what he is fully committed to. Mm. Does that make sense? It does, yep. Yeah. So, that's the theological reason that I think we need to go to church. We need to be committed to the church. Not just go to church, but be committed to it. But there are, wait, did you have something to say about that? Well, I was going to say, what
0: what does that mean, to be committed? Like, to serve, to what else?
1: Serve, give. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, contribute to. Um... And I I think as we move through the rest of this podcast, some of those things are going to become pretty clear. Oh, great. I'll shut up then. No, 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 please don't. <laughs> um, but as I said, so there's a theological problem with not going to church. There are also practical problems, and that's sort of what I want to unpack today. Um, there are practical reasons we need to be part of a local body of believers, and that has to do with our own personal spiritual formation. I mean, it also has to do with what we can contribute to the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Um, Through serving, through giving and stuff, but also what needs to happen in us. Now, the term spiritual formation is a bit of a buzzword. It's not really a word. It's two words. Buzz Buzz phrase. um, In Christian culture. So what does it really mean? Well, spiritual formation is the development of people so that they think and act like Jesus. Oh, no problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, should be fine. Yeah. He was only human after all. Oh,
1: wait. And, and only God. Yeah. Um, so obviously our goal in this show is to help people grow in their faith and become like Jesus. So how do we do that? Well, spiritual formation is about doing the things within our power to train ourselves to do the things that right now at this moment are beyond our power. Mm. And to be the quality of people that we're capable of being right now. So it involves everything we do. It's all of our spontaneous decisions like what we watch, what we think about, what we listen to, but it also involves the things that we intentionally do to train ourselves or intentionally train ourselves to do. According to Brian McLaren, um, who's an author, there are... About 10, he he identifies 10 spiritual practices that we can train train ourselves in. And when I heard these from Brian in a talk, I made notes like crazy because he was talking about things that I hadn't really heard of before. Mm. And so it wasn't just the usual read your Bible and pray that we hear all the time. It, it was more the why behind we do those kinds of things. And by the way, Brian McLaren, I, as I mentioned, he's an author. He's also a leader in the emergent church movement. And he, I love the way he makes me think differently about so many things. He loves to challenge some of the beliefs we've accepted without really thinking critically about them. Hmm. Yeah, love his books. At any rate... Um, This is his list, and I think it helps us understand why things like church attendance and observing communion are really important to our spiritual formation or our growth. So the first one is ritual. He defines ritual as doing things that I may or may not feel like doing to bond to the meaning that they represent. Mm. So, for example, I might not feel like being dunked underwater in front of a bunch of people in my church— I may question what a physical bath has to do with following (laughs) Jesus, but going through with the physical ritual helps me connect with and identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and it demonstrates to others in a visible way what has happened to me on the inside. It's also just an act of obedience. Yeah, true enough. We Jesus was baptized not because he needed to be, but to set an example for us.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things. This is such an aside, but one of my favorite things I've ever heard is there's no comma between believe and be baptized. Yeah, we don't. You don't have to wait. Yeah, you can just do it.
1: Good Christian Missionary Alliance churches. We usually wait till there's a good yeah, backlog. We, we round them up
0: and dunk them all at once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Save water. Mm-hmm. So the second um, spiritual practice that McLaren talks about is inconvenience. Have you ever thought about that as a spiritual practice?
0: Mm, no, but as someone who's learning how to be a manager, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Being okay. I, I, for work, I call it being interruptible.
1: Okay, yeah. And I think it means the same thing. I, I think it's really similar. Um, going to a place I didn't choose, at a time I didn't choose... For a purpose I didn't choose. Mm-hmm. That's what going to church is. Right? Um, doing things that feel inconvenient to us helps us surrender mm. what we want in the moment to a bigger purpose.
0: Oh, interesting. Ooh, I feel very
1: convicted by that. <laughs> and, Which is good. And... Well, it, I, like, it's it's true, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, inconven, are we willing to be inconvenienced for our, out of our love for Jesus?
0: And if we're not, like... Do you remember what he did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is it going to kill you? I'm sorry. This wasn't intended to be convicting to you. But if it is, oh, well. If it is, there's a reason for it. You're not convicting me. God's convicting me. It's different. And I think that that surrendering of what's convenient for us helps to keep our egos in check. Right? It's not all about me. Mm -mm. Um, Yeah. So the third thing, and feel free to throw in your two cents worth on any of these i mean if any this is <clears throat> one of them <laughs> you can tell me you didn't write this for I me did but not. i won't believe you. <laughs> i absolutely didn't okay the third one is association and it's similar to inconvenience in that it's being with some people that i like and some people that i don't like for a purpose i believe in mm. so my example of this i i served um I served in a ministry our church had for people who were experiencing um, resource insecurity, food insecurity. Um, So we went to several locations in our city where, you know, that are um, socially and um, economically challenged. And we served lunch and we also provided groceries that people could just come and take what they needed. And um, I I really enjoyed it. I loved the interaction with the people who were needy, and most of whom were so grateful. Um, I also really enjoyed getting to know different people from our very large church that I might not have met before, and serving alongside them. And one day, um, the woman who was assigned to serve with me is someone I, I hadn't served with before, and she was so bossy. <laughs> she was so bossy and i'd run that station by myself before um i knew how to do it and i'd worked with a lot of other people who were fine with the way i did it or we tended to do it the same way you know we weren't necessarily saying okay you're the leader i'll do what you tell me to we just kind of got along yeah you just did it yeah no not with her not at all everything was wrong i mean and it was her way or the highway and i'd set up a sign and she'd go move it 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 was just, it was. just, Crazy and it was such a reminder that my job as it says in Ephesians is submit to one another out of love mm-hmm. right It didn't have to be my way as long as the people who were hungry got fed yeah it did not have to be my way and mm-hmm. I didn't have to enjoy her but I had to love her man that translates
0: so much to you ch- like you mm-hmm. can use exactly the same way like it doesn't have to be my way as people as long as people get fed about church doesn't have to be your favorite kind of worship as long ah. as it's serving someone. doesn't have to be your favorite kind of preaching as long as, as people are being fed. Yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but I, it's a I beautiful didn't. parallel. I
1: didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all about me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Go figure. What do you know?
1: <laughs> um, the fourth one is speed. Hmm. Altering my pace to see what I've missed and to feel a different rhythm. That's what I mean by speed. So I don't like having my pace interrupted. I I know this is a problem for me. I hate waiting in lines. I hate it. <gasps> I hate gaps in lines. They give me such anxiety. Oh, Move really? up. Move up. Especially with social distancing, right? You want to have a little
0: cattle pod. (laughs) Just, like, at Disneyland, Mm. if someone's not paying attention and the line moves, I'm not going to get there any faster if they move up, but it gives me such anxiety, and I'm like, move, 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 move. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a Christian in lines. I
1: just hate waiting in lines. And if I focus on what's happening in front of me in line, it just makes me crazier. Like, if somebody's not ready to pay when it's time to pay, and they're Mm -hmm. digging around in their purse, or, or if somebody somebody's arguing about the price of something it's like just pay i have one item yeah i have one item
0: and you have ninety thousand.
1: and so altering my pace has really become a spiritual discipline for me and one Mm -hmm. of the ways i've dealt with this um i don't remember to do it every day but when i feel myself getting impatient in a line i start praying for the people in line ahead of me um sometimes there's click that you can pray for, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, somebody might look sort of shabby and you wonder whether they have enough money. You know, are they really is this the last money they've got before payday that mm-hmm. for these groceries they're paying for or whatever? Or they've got a little kid with them, and you, you know, I can pray for that child. And that has really helped me to um, move from a place of where I'm I'm literally blatantly standing there sinning, waiting for my yeah. turn. Or I can be doing something positive and and add blessing to their lives, ask, ask for God's blessing. It's
0: kind of like the spiritual equivalent of like steering into the skid, um, but actually the opposite. But like, I don't know, I think almost exclusively in analogies. It's like, I've talked about this before, at least like years ago, but for me, I really struggled with jealousy for a long time. Yeah. And I made a conscious effort to choose to love that person, like, get invested in their life, yeah. whether that means becoming friends or not, and be excited about the success that they're having, mm-hmm. and love them instead of being jealous. And, like, it's, I make it sound so, like, ta-da! But, like, it's hard. It's hard work. Oh, yeah. Um. But it's a lot easier, and it feels a lot better
1: than just living with jealousy. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and you're right. That's a good analogy for for turning impatience mm-hmm. into, okay, I'm not going to just stand here being impatient during this five-minute mm-hmm. wait. I'm actually going to invest it in somebody's good.
0: Yeah, I'm going to leverage this time that
1: I have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Invest is, is, is exactly the right yeah, word. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, so sitting in church is something that makes me slow down. And helps me to be aware of God's presence. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm reminded of um, visiting the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me that the stairs that lead up the Temple Mount are actually really irregular. And that was done on purpose. You have to pay attention. You have to look down. And you have to pay attention. And what that that was part of the way people prepared their hearts for worship. It's like a meditative act. It is. Interesting it's ex- exactly right. And and I think it's super interesting how I think we've lost some of that yes. from um, you know, like my parents' generation or even even early in my childhood where And Sunday, everything was closed. And on Saturday evening, it was all about getting ready for Sunday. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would say in my parents' day, not my day, but you would polish your shoes because you only wore them Sunday. Sunday, Or at least if you only had one pair of shoes, you wanted them really polished up for Sunday. And you wore what? Your Sunday best. Mm -hmm. Which was, like, a lot of people only had two sets of clothes. Yeah, And that's the reason wash day was on Monday because... Got to get everything think, squared away for the week. Yeah. 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 And so um, I think just that polishing, the, the ritual of getting ready mm-hmm. for the next day to go to church was an important way of preparing your heart. Yeah. And I think that um, even dressing up, I mean, God doesn't care no. what we look like on the outside, right? It's yes. about our hearts. But I think that um, wearing something good was a way of. Preparing your own heart and mm. honoring God.
0: It was it was a ritual. Mm. I mean, I, I would, because I'm me, I would qualify that as, um, we did a whole episode about modesty and what it means to be modest, and flaunting wealth or privilege is immodest. It so, is, it's, and it's just every bit as bad as... As flaunting... Physio- body parts. Phys- yeah, body parts, and... Flaunting body parts unintentionally is is not immodest, at least not with the intention to draw attention. Anyway, um, uh, so the the point isn't that you're wearing your best clothes. The point is that you are doing something intentional, doing something different, yeah. setting apart that preparation. Um, so does it have to be your Sunday best? No, it, it certainly doesn't, and... There are actually some pitfalls with that, I would say, yep. um, when it becomes a, a competition of who wears the nicest hat to church or yep. what have you. Yeah, um, Yeah. so that's, that's how I would qualify that. But yes, wearing something different or doing something different in preparation. Yeah, um, it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um and you know going back uh, and I'm not saying the good old days were the best old days but stores used to all be closed and that would contribute to the change of pace that we had for 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 Sunday now we may be working on Sunday ourselves we may be running errands on the way to or on the way home from church mm-hmm. how does that reflect our or effect affect our reflection time <laughs> Right, we're not just going home to have a quiet Sunday. No, um, we got we got to get
0: church out of the way,
1: yeah, so, so we can, can do the rest of the day. Yeah,
0: that's, that's and that's something I struggle. So
1: with, So I think that um, when nothing was open on Sundays, um, there was space created for us to really to really reflect, and I think that's that is a valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth thing is attentiveness. I I may only get something out of the sermon about five percent of the time. I would guess. But practicing attentiveness is so that I don't miss those rare occasions when God does speak to me through the sermon. Mm -hmm. And this is a discipline for me, especially if the the sermon is not riveting. You know, if the preacher isn't really grabbing my attention, I have to work to pull my concentration back to the sermon, and I do it to honor God, not not because it's entertaining or interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like you're saying, church isn't supposed to be fun. No, I'm
1: not. Well, and it's... Not
0: it it's great if it is. It's not bad for church to be fun.
1: Right. And I mean as a speaker, my goal is to always make my talks um not only informative but entertaining. Yeah, engaging ins- at least. Yeah, yeah. And inspirational. And and I, I'm not saying our pastor doesn't do that.
0: No, he's wonderful. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I, I think that um that practice of attentiveness is Lord, I'm waiting for you to speak to me, and I don't mm-hmm. want to miss a thing you have to say to me. And so I'm going to tune in whether I have any high expectation of, of this particular sermon, you know, doing anything earth shattering for me or not. Yep. Yeah. Number six is hospitality. And McLaren defines this as using my presence and our space to help someone, someone who might be really different from me, Feel welcome in my presence and in our community. Uh, interesting, I used to volunteer for In From the Cold. And that was a ministry that, um, I don't think they do this anymore, but they used to use churches. Um, mm-hmm. And they would ask for volunteers to come in and cook dinner for homeless people mm-hmm. and and then eat dinner. Some of, some of the people would eat dinner with the, the people. And they'd make up beds and somebody would have to stay overnight and, and make sure security was maintained and then they'd make breakfast for them in the morning and then they'd be delivered to, you know, uh, what do you call that? Contractor's Corner or something like that. like where, Wherever people would go to try and find to work get for work the day or, day or something. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was interesting in our small group, we used to do it monthly and uh, there were consistently a certain group within our small group who always wanted to be in the kitchen but they didn't want to sit down and eat mm. with homeless people. And um, I, I, you know, it wasn't necessarily comfortable for me to eat beside a homeless person. Well, and not because homeless people are bad or no, like, but but just because you have so little. I, I felt like I had so little in common. Well, right? and what do
0: you say? Like, so you're homeless. How Tell how me the, about how that. Did that happened. Yeah, like you don't want to be insensitive. You certainly don't want to patronize people no, or make for them sure. feel less than. I mean,
1: you know, you gotta know sometimes these people are gonna. Have table manners unlike anything you've ever seen not always but but you sure yeah (laughs) um so the thing is that's what jesus did oh yeah right oh jesus did much worse and getting out of our comfort zones by serving people unlike ourselves Mm -hmm. is the most jesus-like thing that we can do and the more we do it the less difficult it becomes we realize we have way more important uh more in common with with people than we think we oh yeah we are totally running out of time, so I'm going to go really quickly through these last few. So, generosity is just taking greater pleasure in being productive than consumptive. Mm. In other words, being a giver rather than a taker. Um, number eight is modeling. So, exposing apprentices to masters in things like prayer and teaching and artistry and faithfulness and hospitality and all the other things. Uh-huh. Um, the ninth one is uh, justice and mercy, doing everything I know how to do to advance just causes. Ten is Catholic, I knew I was going to have trouble with this. which basically is inclusivity, so including, affirming, quoting, praying for, and inviting others. So. Um, You know, if what I've been describing in this list doesn't sound like your church, please don't give up. Find a church that's teaching the Bible in a way that emphasizes the things Jesus taught and is representing Him well in your community. And then commit to being a contributed, contributing, committed part of it. That's really what I wanted to say.
0: Well, and that's it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm
1: Donna Carter, inviting you to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.